All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. This interview was long overdue because they are very close friends of ours. We've been hanging out for a long time. Went to Mexico with them. I don't know why we didn't have them on the show sooner, but Todd and Katie. Todd Anderson, Katie Hoff. Um, Katie Hoff is a legend. I have known her since the 2008 Olympics. She's an Olympic swimmer. Todd is newer to this relationship, not like with them, but like with us. You, the girls have known each other for a long time. Yes. Todd and I just met. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we what get a to, weird way to say that. I know. Uh, but we get to know Todd a lot better. I feel like we know him really well as like a close friend, but to hear his backstory, how him and Katie met. And kind of a lot of the struggles that they've gone through together was really, really cool. I, I really like their uh, relationship. When I think about them, I think about this unrelenting support, mm -hmm. which is pretty refreshing to see. Todd and I um, also just bond over sauna and ice bath. He's kind of the one that got me into that. <laughs> yeah, so he is. Anytime so Todd and I hang out, we're usually shirtless, sweating in a sauna. And... Already I, don't know, I don't know what to do with that information, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> we also did a mission trip with them. Uh, we built a house in Tijuana for a family over the course of a weekend. It was fantastic. But um, I'm excited to introduce you to these two because we've been spending quite a bit of time with them. Yes. And uh, they just moved to Nashville. Todd, I'll tell you about his experience with the NFL. He tells some crazy stories, dude. Oh, my. I'd he never does. heard those stories. And then Katie will uh, walk you through her Olympic career as a two-time Olympian three-time Olympic medalist, eight-time world champion. But like all of these stories, there's so much going on behind the scenes that you don't get to see. And she kind of tells those stories and how she overcame them. 
That's right. So if you want to find out more about what these two are up to, Todd makes some really helpful Mm -hmm. Instagram videos for those interested in biohacking and that type of stuff. And Katie is getting ready to launch the coolest podcast ever. Can't mention it yet. Don't Uh, spoil it. Please just go follow her because it's coming. Check it out. Um, And these two also have a couple different businesses they're involved with, including one called Synergy Dryland, where they help train, cross train uh, swim teams. So anyway. They're interesting to say the least. We hope you think the same. Without further ado, we bring you Todd Anderson and Katie Hawk. <laughs> How long have we known you guys? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what, five months? Five months. Six months. February of this year? February. We moved February 9th. Which is weird. I feel like I've known you guys oh, a lot wow. longer already. I mean, we like made eye contact in 2008. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much, that's it. Yeah. yeah. What's the story behind that? I'm curious. We were at the same Olympics. Yeah. I um, feel like you were at closing ceremonies. Yeah. I, like we made eye contact. You guys were both like the top athlete in your sport too, right? Like pretty much. <laughs> what is that? I gonna, think you know, it's hard no for one any athlete to, no one to, like to say yes. Let's, um, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's get a quote. You were the top athlete. No. And, no. and still are. No. <laughs> I'm making a comeback. Yeah. Oh, God. You're right. We're actually here Could to announce imagine? that 2024. Yeah. We're both running. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? I was no. talking about the Olympics. No. You were talking about presidency, but yeah, that's you. Yeah, you got big, big aspirations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys met in 2008 at the Olympics. Just made eye contact. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. closing ceremonies. And then what was the next interaction between you two? In your home. Yeah. <laughs> 2023. Which is also really weird because I feel like I know you so well because I know of you. Same. And I was like, oh, Katie is in my house, but I actually don't know you. But I know you. I, know. I don't know. I felt the same. Yeah. I felt the same. And then we had the most awkward bow towards each other at the end of the night. No. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at saying bye on the phone and bye in person. It's like same. a flaw. I don't know how to I don't know how to like depart. Wrap it up. Yeah. A bow isn't in the cars regardless. <laughs> if you, hey, I mean, that's never that was your wife, okay? Oh, I know. She initiated the bow. I, I mean, imagine eight years of bowing like things <laughs> yeah. happening. And I literally bowed back. You I did like, bow I, back. Okay. But out of pity. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Me and Andrew caught up fast. You had like six out of the first eight days I was here. I think you're at our house. So the way I guess this all came together was saunas. Pete, our mutual friend who has a sauna company, Sisu Sauna, uh, said, hey, I'm going to this guy's house, putting in a sauna there. Come over and check out the sauna and see if you want one. So I show up, knock on the door. Todd answers. And like pretty much immediately I was like, nope. Duke can hang. <laughs> There's a kettlebell on the front porch. Yeah. Like, there is a kettlebell I, on the To, to be honest, porch. like I didn't know who you were for like 30 seconds because Pete told me that, but there was like a lot going on. We just moved in and like he's like, this guy might come over. And I kind of forgot he said that. So <laughs> someone knocked on the door and I was like, what's up? Like, yeah. I was like, it's not, I feel do- like it's it not was DoorDash. You both were like, I, I think you were like, is this the right house? I don't think like- it's DoorDash. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to expect. But it was just like kind of just hit the ground running. Like, what's up, dude? Nice. Dope. We got steak on the grill. Dope. Yeah. Okay, sick. All right. That was a pretty... Oh, now was, steak that on was, the grill. Yeah. I was really walked meal. into like a great environment. Like, <laughs> yeah. just Steak was like ready. It was all really late. A little late, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Always. Uh, half hour late. And then... Always. <laughs> the other day, you went. You recently went to the fight together in Nashville. He said he was... We had bets. ...beyond impressed that you showed up on time, which was already an hour late. Hour and a half, actually. Hour and no, half I late. told him that I was not going to be there at five. You got there when? Six. Five, yeah. But you told an hour before. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, if it was like the day before, it'd be like, that's valid. 
Good memories. So we were there at six, and he's like, I won't be there till. You brought this up, to be fair. You Seven. brought this up. And then me and Walker were taking bets for Walker. Walker said, I bet he's not here till 8. <laughs> and then two minutes later, you popped in and uh, it was like. The freaking boys, yeah, baby. Yeah. So how'd but, you guys meet? Do you want to? You always say that I butcher it, but I'm going to I'm going to go. No, let's get Katie's story first. Okay, for sure. I'm more you, detailed. You do clean up squad. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I'll fact check. Okay, so basically I was training for 2012 trials in Naples, Florida, and I, like a, yes. For those who don't know what you're training oh. for the Olympics for, what's it's, a little bit about your background? If you've been living under a rock forever. <laughs> oh, I was a swimmer, and so at that point I had made the 04 and 08 Olympics. Casual. Where I met Sean. Yes. Or made eye contact with Sean. You made eye contact. And um, I had moved to Florida to, to go back with one of my older coaches, um, eight months out of trials, it was like a like actually kind of like a pivot. Like didn't think, which is kind of cool, like that we met because of that. Um, and yeah, moved there in January. Left my place in California, which is where I was living, and moved into this really furnished place just to like give it a go. I was really struggling prior to 2012, so I needed a change of scenery. Um, and yeah, I was just excited to kind of get out of a rut and see what I could do to make my third team. And I actually we met like three weeks after I moved to Naples. Yeah. Um, a mutual friend, which this is how it started. A mutual friend connected me with another football guy who ended up being a total jerk. Um, so I'd met him and he was like, oh, like come out. Like which in Naples, Florida, I was like, are there even bars? Are there like, is it just old people land? But turns out it's not. And now it's super not. Now it's like trendy. It's trendy, yeah. Um, and so I met them out at this bar and I remember meeting Todd and I was like, dang it, like he's cuter and funnier. But like <laughs> I was already talking to well, the other guy. I was, I was there training for pro day. Yeah. He was training so, for football. Yeah. I knew nothing about football. Like the guy that I was talking to was like, Yeah, like I ran like a four eight or four seven <laughs> and I was like, Is that good? Like, <laughs> like he was trying to impress me with his forty and I was just like, I don't even know anything about football or NFL. But I was and like, yeah, I benched 225 35 times. It's <laughs> way more important than the 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, like, we at that point parted ways because he, I was staying in Naples. He was still going back to Michigan State to finish training. Um, and we just kept in touch. And basically, um, like, I saw that he got picked up by the Rams. And so I just texted him, like, that's awesome. Congrats. And I just remember the thing about you I remember is he was just very curious. Like he was asking me so many questions just about swimming and my diet and was just like very interested. And I thought that was unique. Um, and yeah. so right before Olympic trials, he was like, oh, I'd like love to rep like for you going to trials. Like, do you have a USA swimming shirt? And I was like, oh, yeah, like no big deal. But like XXL is not like running rampant. <laughs> <laughs> sizes for swimming so thick. you didn't ask for a, thick, a usa thick. speedo or anything you just said t-shirt that's surprising to me knowing you now but you would wear speedo? speedo i just figured that i've I worn see a you speedo one time in my life and it's because someone bought it for me the usa one <laughs> i have i that's not my vibe at all you should look in that maybe wear more speedos anyway right. that's it that sounds weird anyway noted double noted. <laughs> okay double xl so i like went to all this effort i ordered it i got it i fedexed it and sent it and long story short trials did not go well for me i ended up getting sick at the trials 
and you can attest to this, like no one knows what to say when it doesn't go well. No. Like people are just like, you know, all you want is a hug and a acknowledgement and people are like, it's okay. It's all right. And you're like, it's, it's not, it's not okay. It's not all right. And he texted me. I remember distinctly sitting there sulking at an ice cream shop with my parents and he just texted, texted me thoughts and prayers are with you with four, three purple hearts and I was like, oh, like this guy gets it, you know, like he just <laughs> understands. <laughs> Purple's my favorite color. And we just started talking more and more from there. And he invited me to Michigan State because um, I at that point I'm like booking a million trips because I'm like, if I am home, I'm reminded mm-hmm. of the fact that I'm not on the team. And I was like, I think you think I'm not going to come because mm-hmm. we don't know each other that well. But like I'm gonna, I didn't think she was going to come. Yeah, I'm booking the flight. I booked the flight. And yeah, you know, when you're like. You come, you know, like yeah. it's like she's not gonna come. Yeah. Like, no. She's like, no, I'm really coming. I'm like, yeah, totally, but she's not gonna come. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she came. So yeah, we uh, we were just hanging out. We had like a month till uh, like OTAs or whatever, and uh, we were like going out, just having a good time, hanging out. And I actually, was like had like a girlfriend, and we got in a fight the day before she came. <laughs> when we broke up. Stop. Yeah. Like, I like so, I was actually like gonna stay over there, and Katie was gonna stay in my bed like that was kind of the plan no bro you what that was not the plan yeah. katie's coming in town i hadn't i didn't even oh, well, we were like texting God. it was like potential texting no, but like, it wasn't when, like when i invited <laughs> her like i didn't even know that, that she had broken up with her previous boyfriend like because i didn't talk to her about that stuff it was so just she like was some, coming just to like hang yeah you know. like we were having like i knew she was like sad like mm-hmm. come hang she out she's being a good friend but you were interested <laughs> You were flirty. I was going to say, back at the receipts. I was just going to say, props to you for breaking up your, for your, with your girlfriend the night before she came. Good it job. W- it, it, that wasn't the plan, but it worked out very <laughs> yeah. well. So. You'd be like, hey, I'm single now. Yeah, like, perfect. Yeah. Um, but we hit it off. I mean, instantly hit it off. Well, like, yeah. What? Well, I mean, it was good timing, though, with the whole drug testing thing. So, I mean, not many people even know, but like, I, the reason I didn't ever, the NFL kind of stopped is I, I failed a drug test. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a, I guess not not that many people. You were gonna yeah. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> so like what? back back then, this was like way before, and the rules were all different. Everything was the same. Like everything was a four game suspension, like a performance enhancer. I had a month off. We were going to my buddy's place on Lake Michigan. Had to wake up super early and drive, and I had some of those like Oxy Elite Pro fat burners on the counter, like a sample from the Arnold Classic. Mm-hmm. I was so tired, and I knew like they were kind of sketchy. But I'm like, I have a month off, whatever. Mm. take them just to wake up in the morning get halfway nfl calls drug test pull over try to throw up drink yellow water this is what's mm. crazy though this is how like it you know it's meant to be the nfl had my wrong number the last four of my number is 4504 they called 4505 randomly the person they called happened to know my parents <laughs> who gave my parents number my parents <laughs> gave the nfl so oh, if like they didn't you. if they didn't like it would just a bit have been flagged as like an incorrect information. Yeah. Nothing would have happened. Parents gave the NFL my number, drug test. So this had just happened the, the weekend before, and I was like freaking out in my head because I'm like, you know, it, the process yeah. takes forever. Yep. Of you know months. And like as soon as she landed, like knowing like you no, know, she's been drug tested a million times. Like you know, I'm yeah. like, as soon as she landed, I'm like, I don't know. I need to talk to someone about this, but I'm like freaking uh. out. I think I failed a drug test. Like I don't know what happened. And. uh I like got in the car. He's like, I failed a drug test. <laughs> I, like, I, did, I wasn't sure. I'm, Hi, I'm researching, but you? it was just like you know, it you know that, that weighs heavy on you. And uh, yeah. so yeah, ended up like 
three months later, like when I was in camp and going to get invited back after for like, you know, practice squad yeah. stuff, like it went through and sure enough, that was it. And then they were like, we're going to call you back and practice squad regardless, whatever. And, uh, call never came. And at that point I was like, I was pretty, con- I was ready to be done. And then moved in with Katie. Did the fat burners work? Uh, I mean, clearly not that well. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't back then. I was about 270, but no, I mean, they woke me up enough thick to... Neck. Yeah. Like really thick. Well, as soon as well, I got that call, I didn't need them. I was awake yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. Dang, so. bro. That's a bad feeling. I that's will say... Dude, that, that, if I, th- that 10 seconds... Uh, oh, my gosh. Great, man. I will say not many people, unless you've been in like the Wada yeah. USADA or NFL program, yeah. understand the drug testing that's involved. I mean, they drove my buddy's house. Yeah. Two days so in a row. Yeah. I also like now it, I would have had three slap on the wrist before yeah. anything happened. Back then it was four yeah. game suspension no matter what. Mm. So. Ugh. Yeah. Whereas like, like with WADA, you can't eat a poppy seed muffin. Yeah. You're like, I remember going to <laughs> visiting him, going into GNC. He was like, you want to get like a power bar? And I was like, no, no, no. Absolutely. Like, you're not. so paranoid. So. So you guys kind of met at vulnerable times yes. and pivotal times in both your lives. Yeah. I feel like that's why. So yeah, the end of the story, it's why we were kind of just like YOLO. Um, I ended up, we left Michigan state. He told me the story. We had a great time that weekend. And then we were keeping in touch, like FaceTiming every day. And I, I was like, just feeling awful for him of how he was feeling, like feeling like this mm-hmm. like, pit in his stomach. Cause I'm going through camp knowing, knowing that any coming. moment this could happen. Like, which is, Awful. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So. so I was like, okay, I got to do something for this guy. Like, what can I do? And I wanted to surprise him at a game, and it was Kansas City versus uh, Rams. And But I was like, I didn't know him that well. And I was mm-hmm. like, again, like coming from the athlete perspective, I don't want to just show up at this game if that's mm-hmm. going to distract him. So I somehow got his mom's number, cold called his mom, and was like, hey, I'm your son's friend. Um, and she said, she tells the story. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just want to know, like, I want to surprise them at the game. Like, will you guys be there? Like, how do I go about it? How do I book a hotel? Um, would this distract him? And she's like, oh my God, no, like, come, come. So I end up meeting his parents. They picked me up at the airport um, and surprised him at the game. Wow. They picked me up with like a small Ram shirt. And I'm like, Okay, like I have lats out to here. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, I'm like stretching yeah, it. Strong back then. Um, yeah, like diesel lats. Um, and then yeah, like he ended up getting cut because of all of that. Yep. Like two months later, flew back out to Michigan and we decided we were in a bar and he's like, just cancel your flight. I'm like, okay, so I I call because back then you can't do it via an yeah. app. I call, cancel my flight, and we convince his parents that it was a good idea for us to drive twenty hours from Michigan to Naples, Florida, where I still had a place and move in together. This is how soon after you met? We've been dating like a month. Wow. Yeah. You came and visited like a day after I got released though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like very, yeah, yeah very like. sad then though. So I remember sad. I got released, like mm-hmm. got released, called Katie, had to drive home from St. Louis, stopped at McDonald's, Big Mac, fries. You were done in like seven minutes. You called me back. I was like, you And mean? then I, so I'm from like the smallest town. Like we didn't even have a, a stoplight with a blinking mm-hmm. red light. Like, you know. One of my best friends had rodeos at his house. Like, that's the kind of small that's town awesome. I'm talking about. And uh, I remember it was, like, midnight, and I call my best friend. I'm like, I'm going to get some beer. Like, you got to come over. Like, this sucks. And I stop, and I have a Ram shirt on still. And <laughs> I go into the gas station my small town. And he's like, did you hear a guy from Napoleon, that's my town, is is playing for the Rams? And I was like, <laughs> nope, didn't, didn't hear that. Because 
no one's playing there now no, not based anymore. on this moment. So, yeah. So, what we, was it like getting cut for you? Like the actual moment? Yeah. I had Jeff Fisher. I mean, he was the well. It was weird because it was like, hey, we're gonna release you, but we're gonna bring you back. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really like I was getting cut. You know, but it was some. It wasn't Jeff Fisher who called. No, it was. You. It he was. called you into. Wow. No, he in the office. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't like I was that sad because like you know I, I thought I was gonna get brought back for practice squad and I, I did pretty well and I fit the offense really well. As a, I mean, there wasn't that many teams using a fullback, but you know Brian Schottenheimer was the offense coordinator and it fit really well. And then literally from I got released on whatever day that was, and then you know they did practice squad stuff. I think three mm-hmm. days later, in between there is when the drug test came mm-hmm. out. That was it. Uh, that just made me think. Remember the first time I got cut mm-hmm. in Kansas City? We were in the hotel room they had us up at. And I I, I saw the call come through. They just <sighs> called me. And oh, I man. like that's like I didn't pick it they up. Didn't the first even, time. Like, bring you, you didn't have a meeting they or brought anything? you in to return your playbook and everything. Mm-hmm. But that that's was savage. it. Savage. Um, oh wow. I the Seahawks cut me over Twitter. Kid you not. Yeah. I got a call we from found, my We found out. I got a call on and they were Twitter. like, Hey, X. I just saw a tweet. It's X. Uh, yeah, my bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember no. I didn't pick up. <laughs> we need them all anymore. <laughs> in Kansas City, I just like didn't want to pick up the phone. Like like that would solve Like that the wouldn't problem. make it happen yeah, anymore. Like they're yeah. not going to cut me. That would actually solve my drug testing problem. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, reflecting back on that moment, it's like, yeah. it feels like the end of the world. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, this is the end of life as I know it. And all my plans and hopes end here. It would. Yeah. And then you're like. Wait a second. It goes it goes through yeah. like, you know, maybe it's like an hour of hurt, maybe it's less, could be more. But then you're like at some point I was like, Well, what the frick am I gonna do then? Yeah. Here you we know go. What was weird for me though is I think this is how I knew I was ready to be done. It's like it was it was like borderline a sense of relief. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause like my body like you know, I was at surgeries and my my yeah. quad like I just like like I was barely hanging on half the time. So mm. well, you had multiple concussions. Like so after those four mm-hmm. games, like I just I didn't even like try to yeah. to, to do the whole you know free agency uh, parade. Wow. I feel like though, especially with your career having like gone the way it had, and you had ended with the Olympic trials. I remember after Andrew got the call, there was a big group of Kansas City Chiefs players that we were meeting at Top Golf, and it was like tradition at this on this day on Cut Day, you would always go there with this big group, and it was like celebration and and grief almost yeah. but you were always together that's kind of cool though it was really it, it was really cool sweet because everyone's like yeah, you know like, what oh, to say. but yeah. it was it was <laughs> very 50 50 and it was a lot of people who were who understood the process but i remember walking into top golf and just seeing on people's faces it was kind of like oh you could tell but there's something about being a former athlete of like knowing because you know the weight, whether you're done with it or not, you've invested so oh, much. Yeah. yeah. And I could just tell, especially the first time, because you weren't ready to be done. You thought you were signing an eight year contract and we were going to be there. We were looking at houses. The, the guy who beat yeah. me out is still there. Like, yeah. so oh, it would have wow. been a 15 year career. Like, I, Wait, I blew it. Literally, I blew yeah, it. Yeah. And that the chief story was. It was meant to be. I lost my marbles, dude. They would have had if they would have kept you way more Super Bowls for the Chiefs. <laughs> so many. They think it's a dynasty. It's so many. Nice <laughs> but it was it was fun. But the look on your face and like understanding the weight that you felt of like knowing yeah. everything that you had ever trained for was done for in that moment. Yeah. How did you, as a new girlfriend, like 
console him. Because you want to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. I know. <laughs> but in your heart, you're like, I know you're dying inside a little bit. The problem was that we were both dying inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I hadn't made the team. He, you know, got cut. I feel like, I mean, I feel like that piece, like, brought us together so much because mm -hmm. it it was just like okay and for better or for worse we were just like let's we're just gonna move on together we're gonna distract ourselves you know I, I think just having his presence and like you said having the it was an unspoken thing which mm -hmm. is I understand you mm -hmm. I don't need to and I think yours mine was like pow I'm like having an emotional breakdown like crisis mm -hmm. his was like almost drawn out because he went yeah. in and mine, like then, lingered for seven years <laughs> like gradually and then mine out. all yeah but yeah like you he went in and started interning um with a performance facility that you trained out so you kind of just buried yourself and I yeah. actually remember thinking how is he fine mm -hmm. like you know like we just have different ways of dealing with it but I just remember thinking like feeling bad like how am I this upset and just thinking like based on our conversations that he was good because mm -hmm. he he buries i eject mm -hmm. <laughs> and kinda, yeah and i thought i was good you don't you know you think you're good till you're not mm -hmm. it's kind of yeah. like you don't realize you were out of shape until you're in shape again <laughs> yeah. you know? same idea True. Yeah. but yeah i just remember being very um impressed with and i still like even though you were going through it, i feel like you did handle it so well of being like okay like you know, I, I went from walk on to mm -hmm. being playing in the NFL and like having gratitude for that and then transferring into normal life. But yeah, there were a lot of I mean, I feel like we watched Friday Night Lights together oh. on one date night and we both started bawling. Oh. Like Dude, just bawling and I was like That was not the movie to watch in that situation. <laughs> no, Tim McGraw no. like puts the ring on his finger after they lose. No. I was like just like and I was like, oh my I'm god. Like trying to like look away. I'm like my con my contacts are just <laughs> yeah. I need I've been wearing these for three weeks. I really need a new pair. Well the first time I saw you cry. Yeah, well, as I get older, happens yeah, I, more and more. Oh, more. it happens more and more. Watching such a like crier a, I'll be now. watching TikTok and I'm just be like I'm on an airplane watching TikTok and I'm just like crying. <laughs> I had to emotionally console Todd on over text yesterday. Yeah. But oh my we made it through. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> what? Just to I, I did text your brother yesterday or two days ago <laughs> and I said, um, <laughs> By far, Andrew has taken the crown for the worst texter. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, here's the thing: he people call it bad texting, or no, he just chooses. He chooses. People not. that's say, worse. No, I know because that's borderline disrespectful. People say I'm a bad texter, but he, I call it unapologetically unavailable, bro. And it's like, here's the thing: oh, I. Uh, but are you unavailable? Or you just don't care enough to respond to certain texts. Exactly unavailable. No, I have different things. There's, I no no offense, like. I got kids running around. Mm -hmm. I got Sean, right? Uh, my wife, and it's like there's so there's a hierarchy not, of right. of things that I'm concerned so with. So I'm low on the algorithm a, based on the lot. No, <laughs> you texted me yesterday. You said, "Hey, what's going on?" I, I, I take care of things, that, but if it's like you go into the, if you go into the soccer <laughs> game, yeah. I'm not gonna respond. Like, it's like not important, or like, "Hey, did you see that?" Not important. Sean and I leave. Anyway, no, 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 yeah. this is good. We good. I am curious though, because. The story goes both ways. You mentioned yeah. you were sick in two thousand uh, for the two thousand twelve Olympics. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, you did write a book called Blueprint, which we can link information for Thank down you. below, uh, and you share a lot of this. But your story is in and of itself mm -hmm. a wild ride. Could you share some of that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like roller coaster is the best like, metaphor of my career. Um, so I mean, oh, so I made the team. I can relate to your story of being young. Like I made mm -hmm. the, my first team at fif just turned fifteen. Like made this huge improvement leading up to 04, um, not expecting to make the Olympics. And suddenly it was like, I won two events at trials. Now I'm going to the Olympics. 
you know, my coach isn't there. Like it just was a crazy experience. Ended up being top eight, getting seventh, but still the media kind of coming after me for not meddling. Picked myself back up, had like a really amazing four years leading up to 08 and just kind of like raised the bar on myself again. Mm -hmm. So not now it wasn't just like, okay, like, you know, win your first Olympic medal, win some gold medals. It was like, oh, I'm breaking world records and I went at five events at trials. I signed this long speedo contract and all the parallels are perfectly mm -hmm. aligning with Michael Phelps. Like every single thing, like training in Baltimore, speedo contract, young, you know, young Olympian, which super big honor but not like I was I didn't have five world records I didn't have that type of accolade but you did have world records and one yeah not okay. five I mean that's something no for for sure but I'm <laughs> saying like I always was like how are people would start saying female Phelps and mm -hmm. I was always like like thank you but that's setting me like he's he's going for eight gold medals like yeah. that is whole thing in 08 and so for me like thinking about that it was like okay so if I do anything less than that or even like, you know, greatly less than that, it's a fail. And so I win five events at trials in 08. It's going great. Stars are aligning. Um, go to the games and have actually like, which I can now reflect back on as like a really successful meet for me. Like right off my best time, which was the world record in the 400 I am. It just happened to be that two girls were better that day. And I won my first Olympic medal with the bronze never forget like walking through the maze and the media and every single person no one was like great job first olympic medal everyone was like what happened like are you are you okay like all right brush it off day one of nine um ended up winning my first international in the 400 free get touched out by seven one hundredths of a second for gold so i get silver seven one hundred seven hundredths zero seven wow yeah so that was a stinger um end up breaking the american record which was mine in the 200 free get fourth three other girls are better that day um our relay breaks the world record in the four by two i anchor in the fastest time but american the aussies and chinese also break the world record and we get bronze so it's just like i was having great swims it's just on that particular day i i wasn't at that moment the best in the world and so i ended with three medals american record but it was just like everyone i left those games like just sad like when we saw each other like I was so sad mm -hmm. at those closing ceremonies like I was just like I failed like I failed this was my moment I screwed up um and I always talk about like I wish I had the maturity and perspective that after those games to like take a second not go right back into a training and like deal with it like deal with all of the baggage that came from that and I didn't I just like went right back into it so uh oh 08 or after the Olympics to 12 was like a train wreck. I just like couldn't find my like couldn't find my rhythm. Um, just you're still young. You're how old now? At I'm at that point. I'm 19. Yeah. yeah. So couldn't find my rhythm. Moved to California. Like switched coach. It was just, just had no self esteem. Just felt so much like I failed everybody. Um, hit trials in 12. Got sick at the trials. So didn't make the team. And then was like I'm done. Like. I must be a masochist. Like, why? Like, I'm not enjoying this. That's when we met. That's like the silver lining of like why I didn't make that team. And then, kind of like slowly but surely, like through the year and a half, two years off, I was like, man, like, I don't know if I like fully am done. Like, I would love to be in Olympic Games and just 
stand and look around and be like, wow, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, people always like, was, you're an Olympian. Was the Olympics so amazing? <laughs> and I'm always like, it was stressful. Yeah. You know, I've never like, I don't remember. <laughs> it was so fun. You know, yeah. I wanted that moment. Um, so going into, so I decided to make a comeback basically in 2014. Um, and he was so supportive. Like he didn't rush me. He was just like, I just feel like how you talk, like there's like unfinished business. And it was going so well. Like I was enjoying the process. I was, I felt like I had this awesome relationship with my coach where it was that partnership. Um, and then a year out from, no, year and a half out, um, went to this national championships, which is like the qualifier for world championships, which is the kind of the mm -hmm. precursor to the Olympics. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm not getting emotional. I just was You're sick fine. last week. <laughs> um, and had this like weird pain in my rib and long story short ended up having a pulmonary embolism in my right lung which is for those who don't know because I didn't is a blood clot so I had two blood clots in my right lung which which is very very dangerous life very life threatening yes. like a hundred thousand people, people yes uh, yeah every six one minutes one in three people yeah every six minutes someone someone dies from a blood clot wow um and so ended up being like, okay, the whole point of this is mm -hmm. I'm trying to make a comeback to enjoy this. And I was just like struggling breathing every day. And basically the doctors were like, yeah, you can, you can try this, but like, you know, having reduced lung capacity is mm -hmm. kind of an issue when you are trying to make an Olympic team and be the top zero, 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 one percent. And so ultimately I ended up retiring in 2015 and I was just like, I just, I'm, I mean, I was the worst yeah. version of my, I was depressed. It, I was, was, it was sad too, because like one, I was excited to kind of like see the like go yeah. through the process i hadn't been mm -hmm. to a game with her and, and just like you know just experience it that would have been so fun and and uh anderson also, on my cap instead of hoff yeah and then the all, well then also like before she had the pulmonary embolism up until that point people knew she was kind of making a comeback but like she was like going yeah. fast and it was like going to be like her coming out party like after this mm, this yeah. uh meet people are going to be realize like oh she's like back and uh just didn't work out yeah so. yeah and i feel it felt so bad like we were at we weren't even engaged yet and i yeah. had a not a spasm but like the blood clot i don't know if it hit on a nerve it was so painful i couldn't take in air so i passed out like face down in our hotel room like, yeah catcher. and my coach at the time was just like todd like what do you think <laughs> like he was like having to make like I was just her boyfriend i wasn't like, like, I don't, like 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 i don't know like because you call an ambulance and you know you're not gonna be able to yeah. compete like People don't think of that, but you know how it is as a, yeah. at that level, like yeah. calling an ambulance, then you're not going to be able to compete that day, and like which doesn't seem that important, but like when you it's put everything. your life into something, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was heavy for sure. I mean, I feel yeah. like we got we got to know each other real fast in the beginning. Yeah, but it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, felt it's, so bad for you. I feel like so much of your guys' story is something we talk about a lot, which is like which is what we bonded over pretty much. Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> um, is this identity crisis that all athletes go through. A lot of athletes fail to ever talk about it because yeah. they don't want to like recognize it. But I mean, I went through a horrible depression when I retired. I tried yeah. to make a comeback for 2012, end up retiring, lost everything, every ounce of who I was. Didn't know how to function I as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I met Andrew, which is funny. I feel like we have very similar stories. Yeah. And I even tried to hide it from him, but you guys went through it together. And to a certain extent, like you got to see her almost try to come back from it. 
Like she started regaining confidence. Yeah. Back in her sport though, not as an individual, as a swimmer again. Yeah. Which is my whole reason why I went back into my sport. I lost who I was. And the only time I knew who I was was when I was a gymnast. Yep. yep. And it, I feel like to a certain extent, being both professional athletes, it makes sense. Like you can support it. You get excited for it because that's how you define yourselves. Yeah. When you finally retire, you get healthy. You guys have moved past football. You've moved past swimming. How do you build a life together without either? If you know me, you know I love cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal. But now I've tried Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love. But it has way less sugar and it's high in protein. We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low-carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein. And Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com slash eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code eastfam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash eastfam. And use our code eastfam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with, like, the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I'm training for fall camp right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a great therapist yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it's taken us so long. I mean, I feel like we took bait. We kept, it was almost like two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Like we, I mean, we moved, like we moved to Chicago. We moved to New York. We moved to Michigan. Um, and I always felt like, I don't know how you guys feel about this. It's like, I feel like right now is the first time ever 
that like we're both like in a good spot mm-hmm. because throughout you know we've what married eight years two as of two days ago been together oh, 10 years happy anniversary thank you nice. um and I think it was always like, okay, like he was doing good and mm-hmm. I was in crisis. And then like when I was doing good, you were in crisis. And I remember we even said like, oh my God, can we get on the same page? <laughs> yeah. Like what is happening? Um, and I actually always felt like my crises happened more often, which always gave me a lot of guilt. Um, but I think it was, I think for us as, as a couple, it was just the underlying foundation of we are here for each other no matter what. We're going to grow together. We're going to take risks together. If someone wants to go out and quit their, like I quit my job and was like, I'm going to write this book. He was like, do it. You know, it was never like, uh, I think on both sides, it was never like, uh, like selfishly, like don't do that because I want to stay in this city. It's like, we want to move to New York and we need to do it. You know, that was always how we have operated. It was wild. I feel like even like from the point where I was released and I, we were like kind of going to move in together. Even though we were like a month in, it felt like from that point forward, no matter what happens, like we're in it together. Like it didn't ever feel mm-hmm. like it was a, we were dating. It, it was like, we're, we're going to get through yeah. and put any task at hand. It might be horrible, but it never felt like that was ever a question. No. Like from honestly, from the get go, um, which we've done a lot of scary stuff. I would say that, you know, moving and, different risks but like when you have that mm-hmm. you know it when you always have someone to fall back on in a support system and like a consistent person in your life i mean there's very few things more powerful than that mm-hmm. and it allows you to take risks mm-hmm. and like you know it, it it you know for me at least just knowing you know i always had her like there's so many things that i wouldn't have done if that wasn't the case i mean i probably would live in michigan never have done all the stuff that we've done so um, I'm from a small town. I'd probably be back in my small town, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but super grateful for the, you know, the the confidence it gives you to kind of like go after things. And Katie's a, a go-getter. Like she puts her head down and, you know, just goes for whatever. Um, so like sometimes I need that push. And so it's been it, we're good yin and yang, I would yeah. say. Sometimes I need to like, all right, you had a 10. This mm-hmm. is really a three. I got it. Like, I feel like we are like, I'm like urgency, aggression. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like stay, stay steady, stay calm. He's like the rock of the relationship. I have another question. Sorry. I feel like I'm taking over. Um, the other thing I'm curious about with you two, which we've had to learn firsthand. When I was fine, like completely retired when we started dating and then watching him go through his career. And now we do like the whole yin and yang thing with like businesses and like whatever it is. How do you guys tame <laughs> the elite mindsets that you are capable of, of pushing each other and supporting each other at the same time? Because there were times within the NFL, I was like, what are, what are you doing? I can tell you're not giving it your all. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to train harder. But in the back of my mind, yeah. I was like, I, I want to hear about this. <laughs> no, first of all, <laughs> little does Sean know, I, I literally, I've never had this like uh, intensity that she taps into. And I feel like you both have this as well. Oh, no. He's on a different level than me. Intense. Sure. <laughs> oh, bro. So I'm like, I'm like 80%. Like, I got a diet plan. I'm going to do it. 80%. And I'm good with that, dude. I'll do it <laughs> 80% like, for like, the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm dying. Sean is like, I will do it. I will do it more intense than anyone's ever done this and yeah. adhere to it to a T. Yeah. But then it's like it has this interesting yeah, exactly. effect where I yeah. have. That's why there's Olympians, and that's why there's guys who got released. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so Sean, but Sean, Sean is like, you're not giving your all. I'm like, 
yeah, I, I mean, it's just not as good as yours. Yeah, like, yeah. No, <laughs> it's just different because I think, I think you are just like you guys are. You're, but we're all capable of tapping into an extreme mindset. The fact that you guys even went for the NFL and we're in the NFL means you have an extreme mindset. Yeah, and which like you can't downplay. The NFL is the Olympics. It is the NFL, but there's a really hard dynamic that we've had to work on of trying to figure out when to tap into it as a teammate and a coach and a supporter and also realize, oh, I'm also your spouse and I need to make sure that this isn't like an identity crisis and I need to like be holding your hand and we need to talk through this. Yeah. Which would be hard coming from both of your backgrounds, starting new businesses, going for comebacks. How did you guys figure out that dynamic? Or are you still working on it? Because we are. Well, I'd say, well, ongoing, I, I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I mean, I think that from a sport perspective, like Katie, I've never, I've been around a lot of elite athletes. I've never witnessed anything close to the level of dedication and not dedication, the willingness to take yourself to a place of like, like Katie would die to accomplish goals in the pool. It was crazy to witness, honestly. Literally almost did. Like, yeah. was trying to get back in the pool. Yeah. And so, like, and I, and obviously, I'm I'm her husband, but I'm very fair. And when things are not, yeah, for, you I'm are not very honestly, fair. I'm the least biased spouse out there. I swear. And I've never witnessed because you'll like call it. me on it when I'm not. Yeah. So, uh, as far as like sport, I didn't have to say a thing. Like, when I actually trained her in strength conditioning side at the end, and I, I mean, I had no question she would do exactly what was asked. Yeah. So that wasn't hard. I think the hardest thing was just. Honestly, keeping perspective outside of it and getting you yeah. to do things just mm -hmm. to enjoy yourself. So that wasn't too hard. But but now I think honestly, too, it's kind of good when we started dating because for football, like you don't really know enough to like even get involved, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. You mean like, yeah, I don't feel like I ever. I mean, I feel like for me, I've grown like you do operate differently. Like think about like Very. the way that they're like we op like in terms of like I'm very task oriented, like the song check, check, check. Sorry. <laughs> check, 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 check. Like, I want to do it right away. And so, you know, we have our, our business together. And so he is like creative, does it on a different schedule. And so that is definitely, I would say, an area of conflict that we've had to work through where it's like trust that, okay, he's going to get it done. He's going to do it at a high level. Trust in that. Um, he's not going to do it your way, but that doesn't mean it's better or, mm -hmm. you know, and so I think that's been, what you <laughs> that's been I, mean, I think our biggest thing is like um, coaching each other or giving each other confidence. Like, I think that's what we mm -hmm. do best. I think both of us are like driven enough where we're going to go yeah. after it, but we sometimes we'll have imposter syndrome or self-doubt mm -hmm. and reassuring people. Like even like what Katie just said about her swimming career, she's like, oh, like I wasn't at Michael Phelps's level. <laughs> But when yeah. the time that she's talking about that, she won USOC Sports Woman of the Year two times, yeah, which is the best female athlete of any sport, yes. which is at the level of that. So like even to now, like she doesn't fully give herself credit then or in business and, mm -hmm. and beyond. So I think reassuring each other actually mm -hmm. is probably what we do the most of. I also feel like we, because we're so, I don't say hard on each other, but we're so honest of like, mm -hmm. yeah, babe, like that was rough. Or like, you know, like we're really honest so that the times when he does 
reassure me or vice versa, I know it's 100% the truth and he's not just trying to gas Mm -hmm. me up. Like I've heard the bad and then when you say like, wow, that was really good, you crushed that, I'm like, okay, like he really means that, you know, so. I gotta say, Katie, uh, known Todd for whatever it is, seven months, six, whatever we Mm -hmm. said. And uh, every time he talks about you, it's really tender, Mm -hmm. loving and like supportive. And I, uh, it's not always the case. That's not, it's not always how husbands talk about wives. That's oh. not always how I talk about my wife. And it's uh, been inspirational for me. So I appreciate well, that time. We've sat in this room with a lot of couples. And Andrew, one of Andrew and I's like, love languages is like trash talking each other yeah. in a loving way. Yeah. But it is really cool to see how you talk about Katie. Oh. It's not something we've, I've actually seen in this room. It's rare. Yeah. It's really special. What do you guys attribute? It's um, cute. So you say you're on the same page, maybe for the first time ever. Yeah. Why? Man, why? I feel like... I think... You go ahead. Mm, I think we both took leaps at the at the same time. I mean, you you wrote your book. I, I stopped doing what I was doing with Equinox and, you know, started different things. And I think it just kind of... I don't think it was intentional. But I think we kind of both sorted out what we wanted to do. And, and like you talked about, like sorted out that kind of not identity, but just, you know, what brought us joy. Mm-hmm. And um, it just aligned like at the same time. I also think because we've moved around so much, like we've kind of tried so many different things that we both came to a point of like, all right, here are our eight priorities, values, you know, where we want to live, what we want to see in our life, what we prioritize I mean, moving to Nashville was a big piece of that. Like, we remember sitting at a table in a coffee shop. We were going to move to Austin. And you were like, I have a bad gut feeling. And I'm like, you're right. I, I kind of do, too. I don't feel like it's going to incorporate everything we need. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, so, so happy that we made the pivot and moved to Nashville. But, yeah, I think we just kind of got just like our – it's weird. I actually haven't ever thought of it like this. But we met, and our paths were, like, very at a similar point. We were just kind of at a low point, And I feel like – we're now have timed it up that we're both and we have our stuff and like mm-hmm. our challenges, but like we're both at a point where we're like, okay, like we're in a really great spot together and then apart and then individually. Um, which is why I think the first time like we've talked about this, like we want to have a family, we mm-hmm. want to have kids, and like it's the first time we felt like, okay, like I think yeah. we're in a good spot for that, which is a really cool thing yeah. to say. The meeting you guys, I mean, as far as the move goes and just like, you know having a support group and friend group yeah. like super impactful so you guys have such a very amazing grateful. community here yeah. <laughs> yeah we worked really hard for <laughs> it i just wish i would see todd more you know i wish you'd open up that i would wish you uh, <laughs> would text him back more <laughs> what were i'm curious let's we'll have to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> you did that <laughs> i want to revisit the uh what then we the sauna ratio of the visits since, <laughs> since you guys got here so <laughs> yeah. we can come back to that what were you said eight things you don't have to list them all but what were some of these things that you uh contributed to you moving or that you were looking for i think it sounds kind of crazy like just energy of the city energy of the people in the city i think it's very apparent of the people that are here that you know they're all all driving towards more like Mm -hmm. no one here is ever just settling right and i think that's how we feel of like okay, you can have it all. You can have a family, you can have an amazing relationship, but you can also you know, start a business and go after that. And I think we hadn't really felt that anywhere we've lived. And part of it might be just be us mm-hmm. and what we're putting out. 
Um, I think just space, like we had thought about moving back to New York, but you know, we, we work from home having our own offices and having a, yeah. a place, a home where having we- Having literally your own spa. <laughs> literally our own, <laughs> your own spa. retreat, <laughs> yes. But just like, just feeling like we used to want to travel all the time and now we're like, can't wait to get back home and just be in our kind of sanctuary. Um, and and then, I think there's like values down here, mm -hmm. like people yeah. treat each other pretty well. Yeah, everyone's pretty friendly. Everyone's so mm -hmm. kind. Yeah, that's... Um, mm. If you're yeah, listening, pros. don't move here. Yeah, yeah. There's pros and cons of every city, but this seemed to be kind of like in the middle with yeah. all the pros and you know, what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, you said in 2012 that it wasn't okay. Like after that, no. after that. Do you, how do you view it now? Now I think I I think the 16 is the more one that stings. I think 12 I was already in a bad place like mentally my passion for the sport and so I actually view 12 as just a blessing cuz I got to like if I had made the team and gone off like I don't and gone off to London I don't think I would have not gone and visited you you would have gone off to camp like I don't know if we would have connected maybe we would have but I view it as like well I got an awesome husband out mm -hmm. of it. Like I'll trade that all day long. Um, You'll take a husband over a gold medal. Yeah. This one. I'm just. It's into. I mean, it is like that's what I love about <laughs> yeah. getting. That's what I love about getting older is like perspective. Uh, yeah, and yeah. like the things that you were bummed about, you get a different take on it. Like, mm -hmm. oh wow, met, might not have met Todd if Sean was competing in 2012. We wouldn't have met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest blessing of your life for sure. The biggest blessing <laughs> ever, babe. <laughs> For sure. I was gonna say it's funny because we haven't we've never even talked about the Olympics together ever. No, which is no. funny. Um we have very similar stories. It's actually uh, now like hearing you say like oh 2012, 2012, like yeah. our proposal story. Like yeah, everything. Story. There's a lot of alignment. It's weird. Yeah. But in 2012, I was trying to make a comeback. Cl clinical depression, horrible. Yeah. F lost my identity, found it again. Kind of got this like FU mentality in gymnastics, just took off. I was like stagnant for a while and took off the year before. And it, I was like on the route. Loved it, had figured out my rhythm, had figured out everything, and just didn't have the support from our federation mm. in horrible ways. Yes. And I was just like, peace out. Yeah. Went to the Olympics and got to go see a USA cycling event because I was just. I just went to watch. Yeah. And met his older brother who set us up on a blind date that there. And it's so crazy. Like had I been competing, there's no chance. No. But mm. blind date. Meant uh, to be. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. I started my first social media account because of her. Really? Which was what? He uh, DM'd Twitter. me. No MySpace? No. I, I was after MySpace. I was MySpace. Oh. I, Twitter and Facebook. Twitter was big when I first met you, remember? Yeah, because he was like... Uh, In 2012. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, was, yeah. It was like the big thing. It was, yeah. The, uh, yeah, like the, the self-image thing is so interesting as an athlete. Like, because you s succeeded by all measures. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You're and Katie Hoff. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm sorry. That it's was just, a slap to the face. Oh, it's like, what What are you benchmarking against, though? Katie Anderson. Is it uh, I didn't even want her to change her name. I didn't care. Yeah. He really didn't. He was like, change if you want. I'm like, I mean, no. People know you as Katie Off, so like, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, but I was like, I like Anderson. I like Anderson. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's something I've recently discovered. It's like, I mean, everyone talks about it, right? It's like mm-hmm. there's documentaries, like every single athlete talks about it. And it's like, where is that coming from? Where does it sourced? And I mean, I feel like it, like for me, it was just this addiction to the affirmation, to people saying, like it was, ne- I don't ever, yes, I swam for myself, but like, I mean, starting at like eight or nine years old, it was like, oh my gosh, you won that race. And people are like mm-hmm. overwhelming you with good job. That's amazing. And like, so the intertwining just becomes so knotted up and tangled because you're eight or nine years old. Like, how can you be like, oh, okay, people are saying great job to me and liking me just because I'm me mm-hmm. and like the, you know, winning a race is just a, a cherry on top. It becomes, oh, no, that's why people like me. Mm-hmm. So I need to keep doing that and I need to keep, you know, upping the ante on myself. No longer is breaking a state record. I've done that. So like in order to get people to still keep liking me I mean I need to like go and like get a national age group record you know like you just keep raising the bar and I think that's why you know after I mean 04 I felt that way and then after 04 it was similar you said like an Mm -hmm. F you attitude it was like no 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 I'm gonna prove to everyone that I'm here to stay this wasn't luck like I just I mean I came back and I just trained like a savage Mm -hmm. like for four years and I was like on this redemption revenge tour which is not the reason (laughs) you should be doing things but it fuels it for a short time, but um, I don't know how I, I don't, I thought about it a lot. Like, how do you prevent that? Because part of it is part of that obsession is also why athletes are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very, like I, I know a few people have done it, but it's very difficult to be like, Oh, I'm going to have balance yeah. while I'm trying to be the best in the world. Like it yeah. doesn't really work. No. Um, so I think, I mean, I think the awareness piece is key. Like people, I didn't really have like a coach that was like, okay, like, but like, you're still great. Like, even if you don't break this world record, you know, it was no, like break the world record. All right, go warm down next event. You Mm -hmm. know, there wasn't that appreciation. And so Mm. it just became untangleable. I felt like. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for you, Katie. I'm thankful for you. (laughs) Yeah. Do you deal with, uh, well, like the, I've thought about this with my own life. It's like, okay. Cause that, that amount of, um, identity tying to performance does push you to like a further place maybe out of like fear but then when that ends it's like so does your identity or self-confidence yeah i don't know what the balance is but anyway yeah i mean i think self-confidence is always something i have a hard time with which is funny because people always think the opposite like people are like todd's not short on confidence and i'm like (laughs) he's pretty good at faking it when he he doesn't have it I, well, I feel like even from the beginning, like, you know, I, I never had any scholarship offers. I was, I'm always, like, thrust in these situations that I'm not quite ready for in, like, every step of the way it's been like that. So there's always this, like, oh, I just I lucked into it or, I'm like, I'm sneaking by type of situation. So I always feel like that, but it's not necessarily true. Well, and he always says that. I'm always like, okay, so you just got, like, lucky situations, like, eight times. Like, no, no, like yeah. you create that, like you bring that, you work your butt off. Like who goes from a walk on to an NFL player? Nobody, you know, I, so back yeah. at you with. The- I read the, the <laughs> quote uh, well, this morning. I read it. It was such a good quote. Oh, it was um, um, about imposter syndrome. It was like imposter syndrome goes away when you wholeheartedly believe in your end story. Mm-hmm. It's just true. So in some sense, it's just like, you know, where I want to go, what I want to do. There's the self-doubt that that's how it's going to end up. But I think mm-hmm. one, the more and more you start to believe in that and you get the momentum, like that kind of goes away. But I think a lot of people don't often define or think about what that end story looks like or even know what they want. And they just kind of 
or at least I did that, kind of drift through, you know, you don't have an identity because you don't really have, you don't really have an idea of what would make you happier, what's fulfilling, what you want in life. So you're never going to have an identity because there's no path to that. There's, there, there's, there's not even a, a, a finish. Mm-hmm. It's just this wandering, mm-hmm. looking for probably things like affirmation and, you know, you know, you play like football, for example, you run out in front of 100,000 people. I mean, you know, that's that's a feeling that you you kind of like. It's amazing and it's a world class experience. Not many people get to experience, but. I think sometimes people try to chase that type of like high and that feeling and it's you have to like reroute and, and you know, find that in different ways. Mm, that's interesting. I think there's a you mentioned when you and Katie met, there's like you're just there's no question you're in it together. Mm-hmm. And then like that when you have an in vision that you fully believe in. I think that's such a powerful concept that I've been uh, intrigued with in by the like the past couple months in relationships and business it's like it's um the ability to say no to all the other things and yes to the one thing that you do want Mm -hmm. increases your odds of that working out like the the odds of success drastically because you're like burning the boats going all in on this and so i'm gonna do whatever it takes yeah to make that work as opposed to always peeking over your shoulder and looking at other options like oh maybe that's a better one jump ship you have to restart it's like almost compounding you know people talk about compounding interest with finances it applies to other areas of life relationships it's like you stick to doing one thing long enough it's going to be successful like it's going to work out it's going to grow in whatever sense of that word but i think even in business people don't even have like the they they don't even think about what what's what what's the end goal that you like, want? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times people are like, I want, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to raise money, I'm going to grow it and make $100 million. Well, it's like, well, why do you want to sell it for that amount? Like, why do you need, like, how, what would make you happy? How much do you need? Do you ever, do you need to sell it? Do you want to sell it? Do you enjoy what you're doing? Like, I don't think, I think people just, it's just like more, 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 go, go, bigger, bigger, bigger. But really, like, have you ever thought about where you want to end up? Where I also you- think that's like, like you have that such a good skill set. I always say like he has, like I feel like I'm like a like grind it, put my head down. Like he has such like like CEO vibes of like being able to see this big picture and zoom out and see a thirty thousand foot view. Like that is not my strength, and I always lean on him for that. It's mm-hmm. like you're able to like zoom out and be like, okay, like let's look ahead. Like let's see like you know why we're doing this and like what goes into it. And like you're able to even with the podcast, like you're the podcast now, like you're able to do that, and I'm not. And so I feel like that's a huge skill set that you almost take for granted that like everyone kind of has that, but it's a very specific skill that I think you've grown, but I think it's innately in you. Maybe. What are you guys goals now? Well, we would like to start a family ASAP. Um, so that's one. Um, I would say Any tips I'm on excited. That? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Any tips? Any tips? Just twice it's a day, volume baby. game. Oh twice. my gosh. <laughs> I mean, proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> It works. Uh, Ovulation tests. Oh, yeah. I have temperature. I got yeah. the whole... There I mean, month one, I was, like, casual about it. And then I was like, order this. Order that. Yeah. I'm in this. Like, aggressive. I'm getting all these boxes showing up. And I'm like, I have no idea. He's what like, what is. are these strips that just, like, <laughs> ovulation sticks? Duh. Also, reduce your caffeine, boys. Oh. What? That's huge. That's huge. I didn't know that. 
I'm gonna go hide all of the caffeine. Go hide all I of believe it. In you. you gotta have energy too, though. <laughs> I think it's endurance. Moderation. <laughs> <laughs> too tired. <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> think, uh, it's making me tired thinking about it. So <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to listen to this in like two years when I they know. have a baby. I know. And I will say this is just forecasting because I believe you guys are gonna be phenomenal parents. But I think our stories are very similar in this identity. Not issue, but just like journey of trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Kids changed the game for us. Really? We were paralyzed, terrified of having children. Just I had never babysat before. We had never changed a diaper before. Yeah. We it's definitely like, scary. I'm not oh, saying it's I'm not scary. scary. Yeah, it's and it so- changes everything. But it changed everything for us. It puts so much into perspective that you're just you never realize as an athlete. And it, it's it's just the coolest, coolest part of life. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, I, huge step. Like you're gonna be mad I share this, but like um, at Missy, Missy and Hayes, uh, Kate's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Like Kate is obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Like even last night, like she was like, "Pick me up, pick me oh, up," no. and he was just like, "It didn't freak me out that I was oh. holding a baby." I'm always like holding him, like I'm gonna oh, break this thing. Same. The first few times Andrew held like our friends' babies before we had babies. He was like holding them like this, and I was like, "It's okay. You're they're yeah. not gonna hurt them. They're they're resilient little buggers. They are. Well, especially yeah, yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like the the yeah. black guy from Avengers. It's just like running yeah. through everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been cool to see you guys, and then a lot of people you know down here in the friend group like doing really cool stuff, all different avenues yeah. of life, but then having like amazing balance because. Yeah. I think that's pretty rare. A lot of times, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, they're very career oriented or, you know, I don't know. I just think there's like, it's, it's, it's cool to see such a spectrum of, of different things people are doing, but yeah. that balance and like the, you know, um, values are so consistent, especially in your guys' circles. Even so the that's community. been inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you got, like, I know for a fact that, I am covered. Like any oh, possible yeah. question I have with pregnancy you. or you know, yeah. right when the baby, co- like I feel like I'm I'm good. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. So well, that even from piece. a guy's perspective, it's rare to have a group of guys that you can like talk about being a dad and like, like feel <laughs> yeah. comfortable about yeah. it. Like that's yeah. not normal. Like I, I yeah. think for most guys, so I feel like moving here, like from a wanting to start a family perspective, has been super super inspirational. I will yeah. say that was one of our biggest motivations in starting the game nights like building this community was we had so many, we were one of the first ones to have kids in our group. And we had so many people telling us that like our social life was over. Our careers were done. We're not like all of these things. We weren't going to travel. And we just kind of made it a point. As soon as we had kids, we were like, nothing, we don't have to change anything. We had a friend. I actually remember who it was who is the one that was sitting there with us waiting to get the call from the Kansas City Chiefs. She's the one who said, your life is whatever you want to make it with kids. Like, I love that. And Shout out, Amy. Shout out, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. actually sharpens your focus. It does. And says, this is what I want most. And then so it's like we had six different projects we were trying to work on when we had kids. And I was like, then you try to, the, the tough part with transitioning into being a parent is like you try to, Maintain all the things you were doing before for a little bit while also adding this massive oh responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point you're like, Sounds can't do it anymore. Give. You prune the it all, activities it, a little it bit. It becomes very apparent what you truly are mm. passionate about. 
So. Which is it's cool. But my, honestly, one of my biggest fears is lack of sleep. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, I feel like we you have to you. surrender to the fact that we got you. you. You won't sleep as much. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot EastFam. Have your teeth always been this white? They're fake. Because I broke wrestling. Them, broke them in wrestling in high school, and then they, like, they just fixed it, and then I had to. Do you have to brush them? Yes. What do you mean I have to brush them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how fake teeth work. What? I mean, your mouth is still gross. <laughs> if you, if you, that would be so out. Like, are you dentures? No, no, they're no. They're, they're permanent. They're per- they're in there. They're like if you. Have bro- you just been it, staring like at them? Touch them? Yeah. Oh my, Andrew Dean. It's like feels like a normal tooth. That's what Clint did for your tooth. It's like if you They're get amazingly if, white. If Literally, you, your chip. Well, what? when you have to get them all done, then you can. Because it would have been like multi. It yeah. would have been bad. They would like just do the whole thing. But exactly what Clint does for your chip, you just do that for like. They, all went, a, they went a little on the white side, but no, I disagree. No. I think I think it makes you it look, makes I you look tanner. Get the bottom done. Oh, I am pretty tan. I'm a little sunburnt. That run the other day. What do you think mm-hmm. is more effective to to like make your teeth look whiter, whitening your teeth or just getting a tan? What that is a bombshell question. Probably whitening your teeth. I think really? like, I, uh, you brought up teeth like probably four times no. <laughs> so, in general. So I'm just curious. Like, are you going through? Like, are you thinking about doing teeth whitening or like what's uh, going on? No. Have I talked about teeth a lot? I don't know. No, like uh, not just this time. I'm saying like in the past. I just appreciate a nice smile. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's, it's, it might be the first feature that I l- look at in someone. It's like, do they smile a lot? Huh. Done. Good also, feature. I'm going to go full circle real quick and ex- share something with you. The first month we were dating, I think <coughs> it was the first week we were dating. This is just something about Andrew, which you've already learned firsthand. He told me, and we were long distance, so I would fly out to Nashville, I'd see him, and then I'd go back home because I was living in Des Moines. He said, I don't text. I, I don't text. He said, I feel like texting is this like super, uh, or like superficial level of conversation. He's like, I would rather stockpile all these in-depth conversations that we'll have face-to-face. And literally from the first week, because I was a texter. Were you like, oh my God. It... Once I got past the trust issue of it, of yeah. like, why aren't you wanting to com- like communicate with me yeah. when I'm living a thousand miles away? Whatever. That's what Todd was going through yesterday. I think. Yeah. yeah. But we it can, is we interesting. Can, you can walk me through that. I'll walk <laughs> you through it. Still it only trust. took me 10 years. Yeah. Um, I only have nine, nine years and four months. But now. I say that because like, what, what is interesting is every yeah. time we ever got back together, and you'll, you'll learn this firsthand, he will have his list. 
He's like, we need to talk through all of these things. It's like an agenda. See, the problem is, is when on the list is like, what time am I coming over today? You can't really bank that for four days later and you talk yeah. on the phone. So. See, we're still working through that. Got it. Uh, yeah. yeah. We could cut we could cut all that. But I you mentioned sleep. <laughs> you, you mentioned sleep. No, I want that in there. We, <laughs> we gotta let them go. Uh, no, we're not we have to talk about what they're freaking doing because they okay. both have massive things that massive, they're, yes. they're going through. Because you mentioned sleep and you uh I love your videos that you create. Super crispy, teeth nice. look great, lighting the lighting is on point. Is on point. Uh, well, and it's, it's all about error. it's all about uh health. And now you're pretty deep into the sleep game. Tell us how. Yeah, I mean, so I I got to meet with Dr. Jennifer Martin from UCLA probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago and spend like a few days with her. She's one of the top sleep psychologists in the world. And I think that's like why I'm super passionate about the stuff we're doing now is because the psychology side of sleep is way more important than the physiology and the data, right? So like your mindset. But that like really sparked my interest. And then I started speaking on it and spe- I spoke quite a bit teams and companies in New York on this stuff. And, um, just seeing what like massive impact changing someone's sleep has, like as far as like changing one behavior, like when you, when you, when you talk to somebody or they're using different products and like you're getting messages about how life changing it is, it's like, it's super fulfilling. So mm-hmm. started doing that. And then I never did any content, any video on it. I mean, going back to like the self-confidence thing, you know, I can make excuses, but it's hard to put a camera up and just mm-hmm. t- talk about educational topics and started doing it, you know, in November and, uh, you know, it's really went well and taken off and get a lot of great feedback from people when they implement it. So like that kind of drives me to keep doing it. But, um, yeah, I think sleep is like if, if somebody isn't sleeping well and then they can change that aspect of their life, like every bucket in their life gets better, which is rare. There's not many like there's not many silver bullets like that. And that's why I think I just hone in on it because the impact it has. Do you want me to mention the name of your company or? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's great. But yeah. like, <laughs> take us to the next step. Dream recovery. Dream recovery. Yeah. yeah. So all holistic sleep products. Um, I'm really excited. We're coming out pink moth tape next month. For that. Right. So right. We're, we're donating 10% of profits to breast cancer awareness. And, um, you know, I think, I honestly think with, with like sleep and stuff, the female demographic especially it's kind of been um neglected a bit from like a snoring and just breathing issues and and um you know support on that end because it's more of like a luxury thing mm-hmm. I, st- I would say on that side but and a lot of guys struggle more snoring which is an easier symptom to pinpoint but like you know there's a lot of uh females that mouth breathe and, mouth and they u- yeah they use the, the mouth tape and then they feel significantly better and just because you don't snore doesn't mean you're not you're not breathing through your mouth and and, you know nasal breathing is kind of the king uh for solid sound sleep so it's cool like the pink i think will help kind of spread the awareness on on that side of things i am a hundred percent bought in because he slept (laughs) the other night with mouth tape on the whole night on his back and never snored. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So now she'll hit me at like midnight. Put it on. Sleep for, she's like, put some mouth tape on. Yeah. Li- Stop literally. Do you snoring. Feel, do you feel a difference like when you wake up? Uh, you know what? The the most interesting. So first of all, for those listening, do yourself a favor. Go look up Cliff Notes version of the book Breathe. You'll learn about nose breathing and the importance of it. James Nestor. And then try out, uh, go to Dream Recovery and check out mouth tape. Pretty reasonable, approachable price to yeah. experiment that with. That was a goal. Um, but 
and there's a, some other sleep products on there too. But I was intimidated to try sleep tape for the first Same. time because like what a while you're breathing, yeah. covering up one of your yeah. inhale exhale yeah. outlets, right? Um, but the biggest thing that I think I get from it is not having, and I didn't know until I did it, but not having this feeling of disgusting germs in my mouth. Like I'm not, I'm not a germ guy. But my mouth, I, I would get like canker sores, right? Which I think maybe yep. is, is related. Definitely. And um, and so the I think having that orifice, is that a weird word? Yeah, that's Close. a great that's, word. Like, it's, it's a, a, it is, but it can be weird. It, like, <laughs> it can be. Yeah. <laughs> having that tape did like less bacteria. Yeah. So like I when didn't you think about that. Well, when you're yeah. so, um, when your pH of your mouth, right? So seven is basically like neutral, like waterish. And the pH of your mouth is under like 5.5, it starts like deteriorate. Like you're, it, it creates overgrowth of bacteria and your yeah. teeth break down. You're, it's like you bad breath. And like basically the microbiome of your mouth is going a bad direction. And when you mouth breathe all night, it, they've measured it at like 3.4. Your pH Ooh. drops way down. Aww. So when you're mouth breathing, Morning kisses. it's not just like, it's not just <laughs> like dry mouth. It's like, oh, you're like basically creating an environment that for bad mouth health. Yeah. And so, yeah. But the one, the one thing with the mouth tape, though, like people use like all sorts of crazy tapes, and like that was the one. Like it's on your face for eight hours. Yeah. So you need to know like what's yeah. on it and in it and the adhesive, like that the sketchy part. If it's it's a pretty natural transition though, like you tape that off, and then your body automatically just knows, and it's nice. But yeah, it's just it's just getting people to try it. I mean, I was like, I mean, it's my husband's company, yeah. and it took me like thirty days. Like I tried once, and I'm like. We I have launched so it. much anxiety around this. We were launching it the same time she was trying it for the first time, and I've been doing it for a long time because yeah. it, it is a little scary. Yeah. I recommend people to you know put it on, watch TV for thirty minutes, and just you'll start to realize like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But now I like I don't even I don't know how you feel about it, but like I forget when I wake up in the morning, I forget that it's on, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I literally do, and I go to say something to him, and I'm like, oh, I still have mouth tape on. It's actually really nice too because when I'm ready to go to bed, I'll just put the mouth tape on and then there's no more talking. Yeah, if you're in an argument, it's just go to bed and <laughs> he's boom. actually done that. We're like in the middle of like talking, like, yeah. and he's like, I'm like, don't you dare put that mouth tape on. <laughs> he puts it on. <laughs> mm. No. <laughs> yeah, it's tough when you need to say something afterwards. It's we like, all like text each other. Yeah. We have to say something. But we yeah. are coming out with like earplugs, nose strips, performance pillowcases, a whole bunch of stuff next month. So. Sick. We'll link it down. Give below. you the whole. Uh, we'll give you the whole. You know, yeah. package to try out. You got to have all st- sorts of stuff all over your face. <laughs> You'll just have to press pause on the earplugs for a little bit. For the babies. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta hear the crying. Oh, just for Andrew. He'll just. Just for Andrew. Out. <laughs> you mean just for me? Yeah. 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 You have exciting stuff going on too, Katie. I do. Um. I mean, I don't know if he's supposed to know. Yeah, so Missy, uh, another uh, Olympic teammate who has been on this podcast, we are coming out with a podcast as well. Not sure if we're supposed to announce this, but, you know, we'll go for it. Why not? Uh, Why not? Um, So, yeah, I just really, it's been really cool because Missy and I were, I was 0408, she was 12 and 16. Um, I actually knew Hayes more, her husband, um, and I've gotten to know her on such a deeper level since moving here. Uh, which has been, I feel like we are really good, similar, like a good yin and yang mm-hmm. of personalities and strengths. And um, so we've been kind of working on all the logistics as we've been calling it, like in swimming, there's Christmas training and it's like all, it's just hard and it's grueling. 
and you do it so you get to taper, which mm-hmm. is like before a big meet. So we've been saying all right now is like Christmas training. We're getting everything in line and making decisions, and um, we're we have a, a pretty aggressive launch date, um, which is going to be not in 2024. So we are pumped to be able to provide a space for swimmers and athletes of just kind of like we've been talking about going beyond how'd you feel about that record? How'd you feel about that race? What are you interested in? What makes you you? And and um, being able to provide that, I think, just gets us like every time we talk, like I, have, I just got such a dopamine hit. Like we met on Sunday and we're going through details and to have that just a goal that we're both so pumped about has been really cool. It's also cool knowing Missy's story a bit and Katie, mm-hmm. just yeah. that you guys are both in a place that mm-hmm. you're excited about that. Yes. Five years mm-hmm. ago. A hundred percent. That would not be anything you'd be remotely interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like excited to go to trials and like mm-hmm. be back in the swimming world. And like, that's yeah. From a healing journey perspective for both of us, like it's a massive step. Um, and it's just kind of happened super organically of just, I like text her. I'm like, I don't even know if she's going to say yes to me. And she was like, yes, in all caps. And so that's been fun. We're excited for it. Thank you. Thank you guys for the time. Thank you. Thank you. So fun. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.